1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms.
3: I married for 21 years i'm waiting for willie to pop in somewhere and say no that's wrong 22 or 20 because i i don't ever get it right uh, i'm pretty sure it's 21 years and i've learned to go ahead and embrace conflict and the reason why i've learned how to to embrace conflict is because it's inevitable it's inevitable we're two different people with two different opinions <laughs> Have you ever thought, how did I manage to lose myself? Being a mom is so hard, especially when we're feeling stressed and disconnected. We exhaust ourselves trying to create this perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your marriage and your kids without the stress perfectionism brings. I am going to teach you how to identify who you are outside of all of the roles you play. Hi, I'm Veronica Cisneros. I'm a wife, mother of three, and a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am on a mission to teach women just like you how to become empowered and unapologetic. Welcome to our girl gang. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Ciceros. We are totally going to shake things up right now because I have an amazing woman. That has just joined us, who is totally like, I literally asked her last night, hey girl, you want to to be on my podcast? Totally caught her off guard and I'm so thankful to have her. So today's guest is a 39-year-old woman who is married for 29 29 years, who has been married, I totally promoted you girl, who has been married for 12 years (laughs) with tons of hobbies. She has a doctorate of physical therapy, which she practices this every day with her family. Her hobbies include baking, cooking, crafting. She is a stay-at-home mom who is currently attempting to master online schooling. Aren't we all? She is an avid spinner and loves her Peloton bike. So please help me by welcoming San Juana signs Hey, San Juana. Hey, how are you, Veronica? I'm doing so good. So this is your first podcast recording, like, ever, so I understand yeah. if it's like... <laughs> Thank you for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You mentioned mastering online schooling, which I'm gonna tell you right now, like I told you a little while ago, I'm still trying to get to know my daughter's teacher. Like, tell me about yourself and what it's been like to be stay at home right now.
4: So usually, you know, I, I'm a stickler with routines and I love having just, I know where things are going. I know how the day is going to progress. Um, that's not the case right now. So, and it hasn't been the case in, in, since August, but I sort of put myself out there and I said, you know, I can do this. I can handle it. And it's only for a short while. And this pandemic won't last forever. And, you know, putting my best foot forward and then realizing that that was not enough. Uh, Come December, the holidays come around and travel plans and everything's breaking down. The kids are exhausted from online schooling as well. And um, my husband, he's, you know, busy working and I'm busy trying to control uh, every aspect of like, okay, let's make this easier for everybody. Except, you know, it's, it's impossible. So... I find myself losing it with the kids more frequently, my husband more frequently, like even myself like the things that I do that I usually don't do that same way that have worked that has worked before. I just feel like it's breaking down and that overwhelmed feeling is coming out more often than not when I could keep control of things like before when not not necessarily control but I could keep my cool and I was I'm a very calm person it's just exploding. I I just, I, I, I sometimes find myself like trying to mellow out and I just, I just can't. Um, there's just too many things that get in the way of me being able to, um, basically live peacefully. And it's hardly impossible with three kids, but still, you know, you can manage their personalities a little bit and you know how each of one of them is. And, and, um, it just has not been that way because, You mentally prepare yourself for a set number of months or, you know, uh, a semester of doing this and then things are going to go back to normal. But now I'm reaching like my, my peak of like, okay, this, something has to change. So if school's not going to change and my kids obviously are not going to change, then there's something else that I have to be able to be okay with. And I just don't know what that
3: is. (laughs) Yeah, no, I... I can totally relate with you. I can relate with you on so many levels. Um, With everything, with the pandemic, with us being in quarantine, um, with the girls and, you know, with Willie and trying to go ahead and be on the same page. Conflict is something that comes up regularly. And I think the reason why conflict comes up regularly is because there's so many things going on. You know, we're looking at when all of this started, I didn't know where my practice was going to be. So there was a discussion about finances. In addition to that, you know, what was the stability with Willie's job? How are the girls going to handle online learning? You know, and then our thoughts about politics, our thoughts thoughts about Black Lives Matter, I our, our thoughts about everything that's going on, you know, and different topics kept on coming up. And we had the choice whether you avoid them altogether or you confront them and you have those discussions. Um, and so what I'm finding right now is I'm finding it's really, really difficult for couples to go out and have a discussion. And so what most women will do, um, and if I can read your quote. It, it's on our mistake number three, which is what we're focusing on today. I avoid conflict. I let a few days pass and then carry on as if nothing happened. I can't tell you how many times. When I read that, San Juana, it was like she like she just said it. Like I love that she just said it because it's something that I hear so often. I was guilty of this myself. And what I realized, not only from being a therapist, but also being a wife and just working with, with others is... Holy crap, the damage it does, not only to ourselves and our self-esteem, but what it does to our relationships, you know, it ends up building up all of this resentment. We don't even know we have, yeah. we're not even aware of. Yeah.
4: When I, when I wrote that, I, I, I know, and it happens a lot. I know I took something that I learned and then I just applied it to everything. So I learned a while back um, to ask myself, is it a fire? <laughs> <laughs> and it was <laughs> and so then I just applied that to a lot more things, you know. I like, was like, Well, you know, he's grumpy, or they're just rambunctious, it's not a fire, or, you know, I'm really overwhelmed with this work and I feel like I need help, but you know, it's not a fire. So I didn't ask for help.
2: So um. I didn't
4: tell them to stop. So I didn't say, Hey, you know, your attitude's really bothering me. I just kind of like kept saying that to myself to the point where it's like, okay, wait a minute, it's a fire in me. Like now I'm <laughs> <Yes>. on fire. <laughs> yes. And, and so instead of shutting down what I usually do, I just shut down. I'm like, you know what? It's not that important. I'll just, you know, we'll just get over it. And, you know, he's probably just hangry and, you know, yeah. kind of make excuses for that behavior instead of mm-hmm. saying something that would truly just, um, Sedate things and say, okay, um, let's talk about this or what? Why, what's going on? I don't even interest. I'm not even interested in know what's going on because I just don't want to open the can of worms. Yeah. In that aspect, you know. So, I went from that extreme to like poof, I'm exploding everywhere and I'm Bingo. just like it's it's coming out of me and it's it's hard to kind of put that back and find the right balance between is it a
3: fire and like just blowing up at people like randomly. Yeah. Can you please give us more of an example when you say it's coming out of me? What do you mean? So, I it's it's sort of like an, an uncontrollable urge to like maybe
4: have everything under control again. Yeah. I'm a very I would like to say that I have things like because of the routine, I have things under control. Like mm-hmm. it's I got it. that's my motto. I got this, you know? Yeah. I I've, I've got it all. And it's okay if I don't, but I I got it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's mentally, that's that's just the type of person I am. If I don't have a solution, I'll find one. I'll fix it. Uh, it's just me. But so much of that, uh, I feel like when I can't control a situation, um, say my husband, um is very stressed out and he says something snarky and and then in my nature i'm already like a sarcastic kind of person (laughs) and he says i'm a little too witty like (laughs) and he you know he's not ready for the comment that comes out of my mouth and it's just like we build up on that and he's like oh i didn't you know i didn't like that comment or he doesn't say that he just says see you're looking for a fight again -hmm. And I'm like, no. And instead of like saying no, let me you know tone it down. No, I'm like, let me level you up and level. And and it just kind of keeps on building up to the point where like I can I can manage that, but I made the choice not to when he was snarky at me, and then it just kind of just comes out as far as like my anger on like everything that's been going on in the week, my resentment for him just being in the office and not being able to help out with the children, Um, just all the tasks that I have to do are like that they're a priority in the house when it doesn't get done, but no one else sees that because it's sort of like my job to do it. Um, Honestly, like when it, when I say it feels like it just comes out, it's more of a rage and I don't like that feeling, you know? Yeah. I feel like I could, if I could avoid that, that'd be
3: great. But I love that you said that my motto is I can do it. I can do it. I'll do it, right? Where right now, whenever you've come over, one thing I've always said, and you guys, I didn't even realize how often I was saying it, but I always say, halo. like, let them. Let them. I always say mm-hmm. that. And I, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't realize the opposites, like how, how, how you were, you were saying, I'll do it. And I'm saying, let them do it. Like, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize it did, didn't click until right now. What's what's happening is the result of you saying, "I got it, I got it, I got it," and I've I've been there. You, I've shared with you. I've shared with you, you know, personal stories of how I've said, "I got it," because I wanted that sense of control. Similar to you, I felt like as if if I have the control of the household, well, then it'll run smoothly. And. It, it comes. I think it came from not only what I learned from my mom, because my dad was never. I don't want to say he was never in the house. However, my dad wasn't really an active. Um, he wasn't an active parent. I hate to say that. However, it's true. My mom was the one that like it. kept us in line, and you know she knew everything that was going on. So I watched this play out in their marriage, and it was like, well, that has to be what it looks like in my marriage. So with Willie's deployments, I I felt as if I have to have everything under control because if something slips, I'm it's, it's it's me. It's just me. What happens with us moms is yeah, it's it's just you. And so guess what? Not only are you avoiding conflict, but you are also avoiding recruiting other people to help you. So you're doing it all by yourself. And then comes in my, you know, me being a therapist. Well, where does that level of self-worth come in? It it doesn't because we're not worthy and we're not worthy because we have to control everything. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my all and I'm going to give, you know, my husband my all. But what that does to us when, when when we really sit down and think about it is your mind goes straight into you're doing this because you're not worthy. And when you start to argue, it's, he doesn't realize all of the sacrifices you've made. And so there's this internal struggle, you know, and look, he doesn't appreciate all of the things you've done. Your kids don't appreciate all of the things you've done. So you do more, you know, but again, still avoiding conflict altogether, which, which slowly decreases your self-esteem. Most of us don't realize that's happening. At all. It's like, well, no, I'm fine. You know, I, I can't tell you how many moms I've asked, you know, well, tell me where you're at with, you know, your level of confidence. And it's like, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to answer that question.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I can relate to that. Um, just being fine is, is my go-to answer as well. When I am busy trying to get things in order we're fine. Uh, well, what do you need? Oh no, I'm fine. Why? Because I'm stuck to that mentality of, if you want to get it done, right. I want to do it. You know, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, it, it's more of a, I think at that point, I just can't let go of
3: things.
0: Uh.
3: I wouldn't. So I, I would challenge that because I wouldn't say you can't let go of things. Um, here's why there's so much you're doing. And so, what we don't realize is we're kind of keeping a tally of all of the things we've done, all of the things Mm -hmm. we've done with some expectation that they'll either appreciate us, support us, validate us, or even acknowledge it. And when none of that's happening, we're not asking for them to do what we've done in return. Mm -hmm. However, if they can just acknowledge, acknowledge what we've done, well, it would be that much more satisfying. And so you know, in the workbook, I ask a question, what started the disagreement? And most of the time I met with, well, it's something he said, or I don't even know. I have no idea, right? It's it's one of the two. He either said something, he did something, right. or I have no clue. I have no clue. Where well, I would argue the the disagreement started when you compromised yourself. That's when it started. Because if we look at it, if we kind of take a step back and look at it, You were already doing something that compromised you, that you agreed to, that you made this active choice to do, again, in hopes that there would be some level of acknowledgement. That's when the disagreement started. And so if we can kind of take a step back and look at it and and say to ourselves, well, is this something I really want to do? You know, is this something I really, really want to do? Because I'm trying to run a household. I'm trying to get control of everything. And the reality is I don't have the control. I don't have the power. You know, it doesn't mean you're less of a mom. It's just, it's just recognizing I don't have this control. I don't. So if I don't, can I recruit help? Yeah, I, it's um, right now with the whole
4: Instacart thing, uh, it, you know, Adrian's very um, frugal and <laughs> I'm not but I try um so I I'm ordering food in because for me to go out 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour and a half to just get groceries and then I still forget stuff huh? <laughs> cuz I don't have a list. But I come back and um there's stuff that needs to get taken care of when i come back so then I, I was not only rushing at the store i'm rushing here at home and i'm rushing to get lunch in and i'm rushing to get them back online and i'm and i'm rushing to get the baby down and i'm just rushing all day long um so i started doing Instacart and and uh i I've, I've ordered stuff and and he sort of liked you know it's a little more expensive When you order from Instacart, and he's got some valid points and I'm like, well, I think I'm going to value my time here more with you guys. And instead of rushing and trying to get into an accident or sorts, I just, I think that I needed to do that this week. He's like, okay, you know, and that's it. But having responded that way. I get it, you know, it, it would buy really smoothly. Usually that's not the response. Usually my response is like, well, then you'll go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and well, I've done enough and I've had this and I have to do that and da, 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 And I just keep going on the list of duties that I have that he's just like, fine, I'll go. And then he goes and he, you know, gets what he gets and then he comes back and I, you just keep going. And I'm still not happy because. It didn't get done right. It didn't get the way that I wanted it. And, and it's just, it's a more of a, like the way I communicate that that's why I probably prefer not to go into conflict because I i don't know, it, it escalates so fast and yeah, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it should be more of like a smooth process of being able to just say that this is what's going to help me right now and move on from that instead of just blowing up and saying something that I regret
3: immediately. Yeah. So. so take me there. So when, when you're trying to tell him the, the 50,000 reasons why it's better for you to, you know, shop with Instacart versus go, I want you to identify the emotions that are there. Like you're, you're not saying I'm going to spend extra money just cause I'm not doing this just to piss you off. I'm doing no. this because I have so much on my plate. So what are the emotions that you're currently experiencing when you're attempting to go ahead and communicate your reasons for taking that action? I
4: think initially it's just a, a sense of like, I'm overwhelmed. I, I'm overwhelmed with, um, in my head really, because, you know, I it, it's an overwhelming feeling of like, I have to, I have to, you know, it's not like I need to, or I want to, no, I have to get things done. Uh, it's the pressure that I have on me personally to make sure uh, the kids get fed or make sure that I'm there when the baby wakes up from a nap. Why? Because he's on a call. Um, so I'm thinking ahead for everybody else. I'm thinking ahead for, for, uh, when, when the kids get snacks and how dad's going to be in a meeting at that time and how, you know, when I put the baby down, how it fits perfectly into the morning schedule for the routine, you know, for the kids, uh, classes and I can help the little one. I, it's just, I'm thinking ahead. So that frustration of not being able to, to get that done just because I got to go to the grocery store, we got to eat, you know, it's, it's, um, it's more frustration. And then it's like a fear of like, okay, something's going to break down when I'm gone. Like, because this, these gears don't turn themselves. That's my thought. I love that these gears need me. Yeah. Uh, So something's going to break down. And when I come back, I'm going to be, you know, met with um, I'm hungry. I, I peed on myself or, you know, the the fifth, five year old one. It's just, he's, he's got ideas and he does things and he, talks without being talked to in class, but you know, uh, and the baby's awake and my husband's coming out and saying the three kids need something. And you know, I'm in a meeting. And so that's my fear. Like I can't leave the house because they need me to run the gears, you know? So that's, that's why it's, it's a lot of frustration. It's a lot of overwhelming feelings of like this fear that something's going to break down and then we're going to be off track for that day,
3: you know? Yeah. So the next question I would ask is what are your thoughts and you've kind of just hit on them. My thought is, you know, with me being gone, the house is is going to turn into shambles. It's going to impact my husband while he's in a meeting. It's going to interrupt his meeting. It's going to frustrate him even more. When I come back, I'm going to be met with a, compl- uh, a an argument, you know, or why didn't I catch this? And I'm left with all of these emotions and all of these thoughts and all of that I wanna avoid altogether, hence the reason why mm-hmm. ordering online is is easier, mm-hmm. it's more effective. And yet my husband feels like I'm against him or I'm not in line with 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 the final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking like the one that's resistant versus part of the team. Right. Yeah. All of those thoughts are a couple things. They're irrational thoughts. I'm not saying they're not true because some of them I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably thinking all of those things. You know what I mean? (laughs) However, here's why they're irrational because a lot of them are this form of mind reading. We're attempting to go ahead and read his mind. And why are we attempting to read his mind? Right. We're attempting to read his mind. And the reason why we're attempting to read his mind is to avoid conflict. Mm -hmm. All of this surrounds avoiding conflict. And so my question is, what's wrong with conflict? It's healthy. Don't get me wrong. It sucks. I know you're about to give me the crazy eyes, but like, I know it sucks. I Believe me. I mean, I've been married for 21 years. I'm waiting for Willie to pop in somewhere and say, no, that's wrong. 22 or 20 because I I don't ever get it right. Uh, I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's 21 years. Um, And I've learned to go ahead and embrace conflict. And the reason why I've learned how to to embrace conflict is because it's inevitable it's inevitable we're two different people with two different opinions so if i was to ask you san juana like jump in like allow the argument to happen not where you're playing games not where you're trying to one-up somebody but like what comes up for you even when i say that like lean in let's let's let it happen (sighs) It's more of a,
4: how often is this going to happen? Because I get tired of conflict, you know, you get tired. It's, it's emotionally taxing to be in that state of like, okay, come on, bring it to me. Like what's next? Yeah. Uh And it's an exhausting feeling to, to kind of be walking on eggshells to see, oh, when is the next one? And I, I don't like it. So I'd rather you know, modify and make sure that it doesn't happen before we get there. Or maybe it's just a form that I communicate with him. Like, I feel like if if I were armed with, like, the appropriate response to to what he's saying, then I, you know, would probably avoid it altogether. Sort of like, well, I needed this because XYZ. I, I usually don't go there. <laughs> I usually just pop right into it. And without even understanding, like, what you just explained about all the, the stuff that's going on, um, behind the scenes, the reason why I needed to go through Instacart was, for example, if I were to just be able to explain that, maybe things would be a little bit different. Maybe, maybe the conflict wouldn't be. So, um, I wouldn't try to avoid it as much, but I don't know. I didn't, I don't realize that it's avoidable. I don't realize that it's something that I should lean into. I just feel that it gets negative. Anytime that I have to confront a situation with him in particular, because I can do it with my kids. I can do it with friends. I, I can do it with my parents. I feel like it's just with him. I, I'd rather not, you know, I just rather not. Has
3: anybody taught you how to? Um,
4: no. And I, and I think I owe that to my dear father because <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> whoever, we never. Yeah. And this is, And this is something that I learned recently because I, you know, more conversations that I have with my mom, um, she'll tell me, oh, you know, your dad's going visiting people again and he's got this illness and diabetes and he shouldn't be around people. And it's just something that comes up like, well, tell him I do, but he just walks away. (laughs) Yeah. Like he just, he just walks away. And every time I try to bring something else up, he's like, walks away, closes the door in his room and that's it. And I'm like, well, you should, you should probably tell him like what it makes you feel like. And I'm like, all well, therapists, like it doesn't work yeah. out that way. He's just <laughs> like, even if I tried, he would, he, he will explode and he'll be like, what is it that you want? Why can't you just leave me alone? Like, what did I do to you? Mm-hmm. And, and he'll just, he'll again walk away after saying certain things like that. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like conflict. He doesn't like confronting any kind of Mm-mm. situation. Um, He'd rather just like walk away. And there was an event over Christmas that he decided to, something happened. And he walked outside of the house that he didn't come back in. And we we're like, where's dad? <laughs> he just didn't come back in. Even after the whole situation was calm and mellow, he just chose not to. And he left and yeah, we couldn't bring him back in. So, I mean, that's just the kind of person I saw. I'm like, wow, well, that doesn't fix the situation, but it sure no. does, you know uh, extinguish it. I would think, you know, so, so
3: that's, I would disagree what I think. What ends up, I I would disagree. Here's why it doesn't necessarily extinguish it because now your mom's left with, this is the way we argue. So this is why Mm -hmm. I can't say anything. These are the reasons why I have to keep them to myself, which then turns into urges and impulses and rage. We fall victim to those emotions. And most of us women fall victim to emotions because we don't know how to express ourselves. We don't know how to communicate. Who's taught us? My parents surely didn't. My mom never set boundaries. I wish she would have. You know, and looking back, you know, um, I don't want to say my mom was passive. However, you know, there was a lot of things maybe she wished she would have been able to say no to, you know, or maybe even stand stand up for, like, you know, stand up for herself is what I mean. And with my dad, my dad took this more of aggressive approach and looking back and, and being, you know, working with couples, i work with a lot of couples, especially right now. What are they trying to communicate? Both of them, what are they trying to communicate? They're both on the same team. They both want the same thing. They both love each other. It's just both don't know how to go ahead and express themselves. Men shut down when they don't have answers. They they do. Most men shut down because they want to fix it. And if they don't know how to fix it, well, guess what? That's when they that's when they leave to the room. You know, and women, that's when they feel the most rejected and the most resentment because it's like, well, wait a minute. Why am I still left with this issue? You get to just leave and then act like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. So if you were able to go ahead and express your wants, express your needs in a healthy manner, and your husband in turn was able to go ahead and express his wants and needs, what would that look like in your marriage? I feel like as far as I go, I wouldn't wouldn't be in this walking
4: on eggshells kind Mm -hmm. of feeling. I wouldn't have that fear of him exploding or myself not being able to control my emotions. I feel like it would be... Like um, so I guess, somewhat of what it was when we only had one kid. <laughs> yeah, It's easier to manage everything that that's going on in your head, your your concerns for your child, your your work schedule. You know, just having a lot more, like just being more um, peaceful. I guess um, that's the only thing. That's the only word that keeps coming up. It's just like a an internal peace that I would just sort of a relief. That it's not always like you're you're in a fear of like being in another conflict and another conversation in which one of us is not going to be right and the other one's going to have to be wrong.
3: And it's more of a state of well-being, I, I feel like. Yeah. And what if you're both right? What if both of your opinions are right? It's just a disagreement. You're, you're not we can both be right and we don't have to change. We don't have to convince the other person to go ahead and jump on our on our side. It's more of mm-hmm. let me go ahead and develop this understanding. Let me let me really truly listen to what you're saying and what you're trying to communicate to me. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is you really want us to focus on the budget. Okay, I can understand that. Hell, I even agree with it. And What are your reasons for, you know, can I ask, what are your reasons for focusing so much on the budget? Oh, because you have this in mind for us to save for, or you have this in mind. That makes sense. I'm on board with that. Now I'd like to explain why it's important for me to order from Instacart. Here are the reasons. I'm in line with the budget. So how do we come together? How do we formulate this plan that works for both of us? You know, I totally respect, I totally respect your, you know, your thoughts about it. Here are mine. And you get to stand firm. And I I don't mean stand firm in, well, I'm not going to listen to shit you're saying. I I don't mean in that approach. I mean, you, this, this is mine. These are my thoughts. I get to have them because so many times I might have maybe changed it to go ahead and please and appease you. I don't have to do that. Matter of fact, it's, it's, it'll actually benefit the relationship if I don't. And that's why I say conflict in a marriage is healthy. It's, it's based off of you guys both being able to share your thoughts, your feelings and your stances and being able to come together, not where you're holding this resentment and you allow it to blow. You just let it blow over and then pretend as if it n- never happens because girl, it comes up. It come that that's what that rage is from. That's when you said, you know, it pours out. well, it pours out because your body never forgets, and you could only hold on to it for so long. I feel like
4: in an like in ideal situation that would work, right? Um, having that conversation. Oh, what we find is that when we even start having a conversation, either one of the kids needs something, or the yeah. phone rings, or uh, and we just kind of let it slide because you know that takes precedence. Over this, what you know, what him and I are, are having or are trying to get through to each other, and it just kind of stays there until either that evening or the next day or mm-hmm. the following day when I do it again, and, or he does something again, you know, and it's just it boils over at that point because it just kind of never gets resolved because we
3: just kind of push it aside. Well, it's we don't want to be uncomfortable. And there's both. Mm. Listen to what you said too. There's this agreement. There's agree. There's there's und- you know nonverbal agreement that the minute the phone rings, that takes precedence over us. Mm-hmm. The minute a kid comes in, that takes precedence over us. So he and I both agreed that that's just the way it goes. Versus, we have to change that. We got to change that. Mm. The minute we're about to have a discussion, both phones are on mute or on silence, you know, um, we let the kids know, Hey, you know what? We need a good 20, 30 minutes. I'm going to set a timer, um, or however, whatever works well for your family, but mom and dad aren't to be interrupted unless it's an emergency. You guys already set it in place where if our sons come in, we're good. That's it. That's our break. And we'll come back to it. Never, you know, phone rings. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's our get out of jail for free card. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So there's already yeah. this, this nonverbal agreement and that's also what we need to change. We, ha- we have mm-hmm. to address that because you're both avoiding and, – and I've been guilty of this too. You're both avoiding the feeling that you're left with when you're not seeing eye to eye. But if you could just get past that hump, listen to understand and truly, truly – Challenge what you've been taught about communication with your family. It leaves you in this vulnerable position. and None of us like to be vulnerable. But what we really, the benefit of doing all of that is recognizing, holy moly, we're on the same team. My husband, he's, you know, whenever I'm mad at him and want to Spartan kick his ass sometimes, I have to realize like, okay, wait a minute. He's not I, – I get upset because maybe he's not seeing something as important as I'm seeing it or he disagrees with it and it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Okay, so I need to take emotions out. I recognize that they're there but literally take emotions out and get to the bottom of it. Is he really against me? Is he really trying to do something that will put me and, the, me and the girls in danger or mm-hmm. – Is this just a different idea that hasn't really computed in my head yet? And I need clarification because when I take that approach, well, I no longer want to Spartan kick him. And then I think he's the sexiest man alive. Do you see what I mean? Like it literally takes me getting out of my own head and just continue the mind reading. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: And, and I don't want to say convince myself, but realize, yeah, like we're both on the same team. It's just the perspective. I think that. Yes. Understanding his perspective on things. Bingo. And his perspective is right for him. It doesn't have to be right for me. I can understand it though. And I can still do it the way I want. So many, so many instances
4: where it's been an issue of perspective. and, And when we actually do communicate that, I can totally see his point. And he's like, "Why well, I didn't know all that had happened before." Bingo. So we're here, and then we're both back on the same page. But yeah. again, like we need to set those boundaries with the kiddos and give ourselves that time to really talk through what is what each
3: of mother's perspective is on the Bingo. situation. So no more get-out-of-jail cards. We're, we're going in. <laughs> we're going in. We're confronting it, and we're doing it together.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yay! No, listen, it's still going to feel a little rocky, and this is, this is the biggest reason why um, – I don't know if you know, but like every Monday at 8 o'clock, I'm going to be on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And I've already you know, given women this workbook. And if you haven't received it already, um, I want you to go on Empowered dot com forward slash episode forty seven and you'll you'll get your copy there. But this is this is the reason why I'm I'm doing it with the ladies and why I wanted you on because <sighs> we get so emotional we do and emotions are great we have to control them though and i'm not saying that this the our our arguments conflict is all of our fault no but we do have to acknowledge our part in it and our part is avoiding it our part is letting it just kind of happen and then 3 days from now we're good you know i feel another
4: part that we with we sort of need to hit on is the fact that that emotion comes out of our eyes and then we look uh-huh. like crazy people oh yeah all day. they're not e- they're not even really there as to what is going on what did I do to make her cry now I want to fix it and when we're just like I need to get this out and vent it yeah but yeah. as I'm venting it I can't control my emotions because I'm literally like crying through my words and and then I just is it even computing to him that this is a problem or is he going to say, Oh, it's that time of the month again. It's, you know, it's that kind of crazy hormonal thing that's going on as opposed to like, this is legitimate. She's having a problem with it. Um, and we need to fix it.
3: Well, he's so used to you having it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. even know what the hell you got, but he knows that the house used to run, <laughs> run really well. I remember when, I remember, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time either. I want to make sure we wrap up soon. But I remember with Willie, you know, um, when he started um, helping out and I, I started to let things go, it was like, holy moly, this is a lot. The school wants what? They want, you know, he's like, I feel like I have to give blood because they're asking for so many documents. He had no idea that it was so much work and he had no idea because I did it all. He had no idea what it took to make a doctor's appointment and the questions you have to ask the doctor, you know, had no clue. He thought you just showed up and the doctor already knew what was going on because you gave him symptoms. He had no clue because I never, I never, I never gave him the opportunity to go out and do it. He had no clue what our finances looked like. He had absolutely no clue what it looked like to buy a house or buy a car. You want to know why? Because I was the negotiator. I was the one who did everything with regards to contracts. No clue. All he had to do was sign. Hmm. So he, Adrian has no clue all of the pressures that are on your shoulders. You want to know why? Because you don't share them. You don't share them. And I I, I I, can understand your wanting, you know, to go ahead and allow him to work and do you know, provide for the family. I get that. However, if you would allow him in, how beautiful the relationship would be because he'd have an understanding and there'd be a level of awareness.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awareness.
3: Yes. That he has no clue right now, but we punish him for.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: The exact thing we want him to help us with is the one thing we deny him.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I get it.
3: So we got some homework to do, girl. Oh, yeah, quite a bit.
4: (laughs) No, I I definitely. Thank you, thank you so much, Veronica. Just opening my eyes, and it's a paradigm shift. It really is. Yeah, I'm set in my ways in my prime thirty-nine years.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I this. I'm not going to say, Oh yeah, it just happened. And I have the perfect marriage. Uh-uh. This is, I'm, I'm sharing all of these things because I personally, I personally have to talk myself. I have to talk myself through the steps. Okay. What's going on right now? Are you, are you mind treating? You know, what are you thinking right now? What emotions are you experiencing right now? And is he a hundred percent against you? And then it, I look at Willie instead of with daggers with, with compassion And it's like, ah, and I'm, it's kind of like the blinders come off and I'm able to see like, damn, he is a great dad. He is a great provider. He is a great husband. You know, I, I just need to kind of step back and, and see him for what he truly is. Not what my head makes him out to be because I overwhelmed myself. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it's not his fault that you decided to put yourself last. I say this over and over. It's not his fault. You know, he decided to jump in the shower and your ass looks like the hired help. It's not his fault. You did that. You know, you, you made an active choice. You could do the same thing. You could jump your ass in the shower if you want to. You can take a time out. You can go for a walk. But you deny yourself that over and over again because everybody else is more important than me.
4: Yeah. I feel like I've gotten better at the whole getting myself ready first. It's, it's a process when you have three kids yeah uh, yeah. Oh, it is wanting something mm-hmm. and and uh I feel like I've made improvements in the last year to, to uh, really make an effort of having my exercise first in the morning and my showers and yes then yes. I go to breakfast like it's not mm-hmm. like all oh, the kids have to eat and now I, I i I've made that effort i and it
3: took work. And I guess this is just another thing that I have to work on. This is another one. This is another one. (laughs) And right now, by the way, just because I want to make sure that you getting all dressed up isn't entirely ignored. Right now, I definitely look like the hired help, not even brushed (laughs) hair, and San Juana is all makeup looking ready to go. (laughs) No, I do this every morning. You've seen me every
4: day. Yeah, no, you I, do. You, see you do. More,
3: I do it every morning.
4: And even during the quarantine, like that's exactly when I started doing it back in March. Yeah. I, even if I'm not going anywhere, I'm going to be ready. And, uh, and Adrian would ask me the first month or so, like, where are you going? And I'm like, nowhere. But I'm just mm-hmm. ready. And I haven't stopped wearing makeup and, dressing in my clothes, my normal clothes every day. Uh, now the question is like, are you exercising today? Because the day that I wear my yoga pants or I'm in <laughs> workout clothes, they're like, where are we going? Are we hiking today? You know, because I'm not ready. So now they don't ask me like where I'm going. Now it's like, oh, okay. So this is normal mom. She's dressed Bingo. up and she's made up. and
3: So <laughs> you can take that same approach and apply it to arguments conflicts same thing you just make this decision like literally I mean it's look at it's working you make an active decision everybody else will follow <laughs> I promise you San so Juana thank you so much for being on this has been amazing thank you thank you veronica for having me absolutely oh you've I I can guarantee that many women have learned so much from this discussion so I applaud you and I admire your vulnerability thank you
4: Thank you. have a good day. <laughs>
3: Thanks a lot. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Bomb Mom Podcast, Beta Mill Revolution, or Imperfect Thriving, go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now and rate and review. Thank you guys. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I know you're ready for the next steps. If you want to become empowered and unapologetic, get my free course, Unapologetically Me, over at empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash course. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, practice of the practice, or the guests are providing legal mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find
2: one. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out.
1: Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.
2: Hey there, this is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. And live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out.
1: Addiction impacts all of us, addiction's consequences run through all of us.
5: drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just Two Sober Girls, we're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy, and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and
4: wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.